Here we go. Oh. We're talking. Doing the show. Doing the show. Part mm. of the show. Yeah, I'm enjoying it already. Oh, okay. I'm entertained. <laughs> but we're cheap. Too cheap for therapy. With Marianne and Corinne. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. You're listening to Too Cheap for Therapy. I'm Marianne. I'm Corrine. Welcome. Hi, to this recording day, which is the last day of the year. Oh, New Year's is coming. Yeah, you got big plans? No. Me neither. <laughs> well, Brian and I are going to go out, hit the town of Yelm, I guess. Or... You're going to go out on the town in Yelm? Yes. Are you going to a horse fashion show? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tractor pull or something? Yeah. I don't know. We're going to go put pennies on the tracks. <laughs> cow tipping. Oh, well that's Actually, fine. don't cow tip. That's very mean. Right. Those and cows. Also, it's cold and wet out. Can yeah. you wait till spring? Sure. I mean, you do you if you want to do it now. Um, yeah, so we'll probably go to a bar get some food. That's about it. Oh, I do like bar food. And I do like food. Yes. Whether it comes from the bar or the trash can, <laughs> I'll have to. Oh, that's great. I'm enjoying it. What are you guys going to do to uh, ring in the new year? We are going to do what we do every year, mm-hmm. which is... What do we do every year? It's only once a year. Yeah, and you forgot already. No, I think I know. So here's what we do. Mm-hmm. We stay up till 9 p.m. and then we watch New York have a new year. And at midnight, quote unquote. Eastern time? Eastern time. (laughs) Eastern standard. Excuse me, I'm tired and old. I need to be in bed by 9.30. So uh, we do that and then when the ball drops and when they say Happy New Year, then we eat toast. Toast? Yeah. Why toast? Because when my kids were itty bitty when they were little, we'd say, ah, happy new year, let's toast. And they were like, ah, we love oh, toast. And I'm like, I oh, see. babies, let me make you That's some toast. That's adorable. So and you we, still do it? Yeah. With toast? We have so toast cute. at midnight. My um, New Year's thing when I was growing up was, I guess, a southern thing. You eat a pot of black eyed peas, you don't have to eat the whole pot. You just have to have some. It's like a death march. You just sit and eat it until you can't eat anymore. I can't eat anymore. Oh, my God. Well, it's not New Year till you finish the beans. No, you. my mom would make black-eyed peas and get them ready, and, like, we'd bring in the New Year, and then she would always ask, did you already eat your black, black-eyed peas? I'm like, yes, Mom. It's supposed to bring good luck in the New Year, yes. but I don't understand how ingesting beans does anything to help your future. Maybe it's just a way to make sure your kids are eating beans. <laughs> Maybe. Like, the New Year fairy won't come if you don't eat your beans. Right, eat your beans. Yeah. Maybe. Eat your beans, kids. That's right. So what are we talking about today? Oh, it's my favorite topic. Oh, and it's episode 12. 12? Oh my god. That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot. Well, we should probably retire. Okay. I think we've done what we came here to do. Well, let's at least finish this episode. Okay, let's finish 12. What is the topic? Uh, it is financial bric-a-brac. Oh, man, financial bric-a-brac? Yeah, finances. Okay. Yeah. We are not, we're not experts. At any, fi- at anything. On finances especially. <laughs> no, I love scratch cards, yeah. so, you know. <laughs> and they help the schools. Yes, yes, so, they do. The way I'm going to go about this is basically tell you all the shit I did wrong, mm. and then hopefully you won't do that shit 
when you listen, and then you won't follow in my footsteps. That'd be good, because there is a very big difference between what you learn about finances, which is nothing, basically, right. as, a, as a young adult, and then what you're expected to know about finances, which is everything, yes. when if, you start making purchases. If you want to retire, and you want to live a, a good life with an emergency fund, and savings in an account. All my money's in gold. Great. All of it. I made a bed out of gold mm. bars. Two gold bars. Two. It's not a large bed. Two gold bars. Yeah. Small. Mm -hmm. It'll get bigger. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, uh, what do you do? What do you do with your mun? Muns. What do you do with your money? What do you do with your fun money? Fun money? I do anything I goddamn well please. I am an adult! Because as you know, in our previous episode, I ain't got no chairman. Oh, that's right. So I have extra money. You can throw it at people. You can I chuck know. it at jerks. I really could, but I don't. Mm. So when I was younger, I, I really wish that they would bring this back in schools. Remember in school, it was mostly the kids who were... It was like the kids who were going to age out, like the kids with developmental delays yes. and stuff. They got the awesome class of learning how to do finances, balance your budget, make a budget, write a check. They learned all the life skills. Well, they stuff. even got stuff like how to do your laundry, yeah. how to load the dishwasher. I'm like, man, people don't really teach you that kind of no. stuff at home so much. I wish they had. I wish I had gotten to take that class because when I went into college, I didn't know how to write a check. I never learned how to balance anything, which sucked because then you're sort of. I was sort of thrown into the wolf's den. You mm, fell over because you couldn't balance. Sure. Yeah, it wasn't good. I remember my sister's husband. I was in college, so he probably was. I don't know, in his late 20s. even So his, to you, ancient. Yeah, to me, as a college student, he was old as shit. You're an old dude. What are you, 40? So I remember at that time, he is an adult. He's working. He's a teacher. He didn't even understand the concept of a check. Like, he knew I can write them, and it pays for things, but he didn't know that it was tied to his checking account. Oh, shit. He thought it was kind of just like a grandiose IOU. So, so whenever... he was writing bad checks and Tiffany was pissed. Uh, yeah, that'll ruin your credit. <laughs> yes. Which is another thing people don't know anything about. I think people know more now, but it's because you can Google stuff. But we yeah. were in that weird generation of like, you couldn't Google stuff. Right. But your parents may or may not have bothered to teach it to you. They did not. Yeah, I learned a little bit as a kid when I was, I think I was 12. My dad decided he was going to put my sister and I on his credit card, mm -hmm. our names on his credit card account. Yeah. So, A, we could use it, like, for birthday, you could say you can go spend $50 oh, on nice. the credit card. And then also so that we were automatically building credit right. because our names were tied to it. So I think that helped a lot because um, we, when we got married, I had some credit that was good and Mike had no credit, mm -hmm. which is typically worse than having bad credit, which is really messed yeah, up. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's because they have no idea how you're going to do. They, they don't even know if you're going to bother paying. True. Yeah. Now that we're on the topic of credit cards, I don't have a credit card anymore. I don't think credit cards are necessarily bad or evil, but I think most people don't know how to use them correctly. So I certainly don't, so I just stay away from them. I used to be in a ton of credit card debt, Adam was not happy when we got married because of that. <laughs> like, hey, I'm bringing all this fucking debt to the marriage. You're welcome. Yeah. It was I love you and your money. Yeah, because he was good about budgeting and he knew how to do everything with money. And I did not. I didn't get any of those skills. So 
But that's a much, much better situation to be in than to be in a situation where neither of you has a fucking clue. Yeah. And then you're just like, woohoo! Like, we're just making it rain up in Nordstrom. Like, no. You can't be doing that. Yeah. I was one of those people who had a credit card at whatever department store I was shopping at. Oh, no. Whenever they would say, hey, you know, you can save 20% on this current purchase if you get a credit card with us. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Sign me up. Absolutely. And those fucking credit card people would give me a line of credit. No problem. I had a shit ton of credit cards. Now I don't have any because I don't trust myself. I just can't do it. I have to pay cash or I use my debit card for every purchase because I can't control myself. She cannot be controlled. She cannot be tamed. I cannot, especially with credit cards. It's not good. Yeah, credit cards are scary because even though you get a limit, you're thinking, oh, what's the worst I could do? Spend, you know, $2,000. Like, when you first get it, your limit's very low. Like, I think my first credit card limit was like $1,000. My husband's was like $500 yeah. because he didn't have any credit. It's not so much about that $500 or $1,000. It's about all the interest you're going to pay. Mm-hmm. And then once you, now they put it on your statement yes. if you bother to look. Right. Um, they'll tell you like how much by the end of this, if you pay the minimum payment, how much you will have paid in interest. Right. It's almost always more than what you spend. I think now, nowadays they're required to write that on the statement. They because are. Because back in the day, it, nobody understood it and like, oh, percentages and it's like a mortgage, no problem. But this is this is not like a mortgage. Well, it's really easy to keep spending on it when you think, what? It's like 35 bucks a month. Yeah, yeah but for how long? Right. So, yeah, it's... Uh, and that $200 amount that you've gotten on your credit card doesn't seem like a lot. But when you've reached that maximum and they won't extend the credit line and you don't have any money in your savings account, that's an issue. Yeah, and I I think credit cards are okay to have, like, now it's fine because we have decent income and we have a decent budget so we can, you know, we can make payments on our credit cards. So we'll use them for things like big ticket items like vacations. Yeah. Or like if we're going somewhere and we don't want to, you know, on vacation you do risk if you're using your debit card, it's a little scary because you never know, like, you could have your identity stolen right. or something, and then you're dealing with, like, something happening states or countries away, and it's a big fuck around. But um, you also don't want to carry a bunch of cash when right. you're on vacation because tourists are, like, you know, easy to spot, and right. you don't want somebody to roll you while you're drunk in the street in New Orleans <laughs> or something. But, yeah, we try to use them for big purchases, and then we try to get that big purchase paid off before we do the next big purchase. Mm-hmm. That's good. I read an article about a woman who immigrated to America. She was a single mother. I think she had one son who was like a preteen, and she was a maid. So she didn't make a lot of money, but she still wanted to provide for him, you know, more than just the bare necessities so he could have a vacation or whatever. So she would utilize credit cards in the way of she would apply for a credit card, get it because her credit was fine she always got the credit cards that were like zero percent interest and for a year or whatever and then she would make sure that she paid off that balance within a year and then cancel it yeah which is brilliant so it's it's like having the money but she didn't but she could pay it off quickly the only thing i would disagree with in that is i wouldn't cancel it because canceling cards does put a ding on your credit so i would leave it open and we sometimes will get letters that say you haven't used this credit card in five years and if you don't use it we're going to cancel it just because having that debt to income ratio of having a lot of available credit Mm -hmm. versus how much money you bring in can help you when you're trying to do something like buy a car or buy a house i did look into that when i had all those credit cards and It turns out that you want to keep the oldest credit card that you have. So I could cancel all of the other credit cards because they didn't really matter. As long as I 
had that on my credit report, the longest running, you know, I've had this credit card since 2010. I was six months old when sure. I started buying my own formula sure. on this credit card. <laughs> Thanks, Chase. Then that looks good. Like it shows the history of your payment in that one credit card, which is fine. You don't need a thousand credit cards. You need a thousand credit cards. Welcome to the financial episode. You need a thousand credit cards. No, you don't. Please don't. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to have a couple. I know some people who will do things like get a credit card that gives you airline miles and oh, yeah. at or a really points, decent... Or cash points, back. cash back. And then yeah. they'll do stuff like put all their groceries on it for that month and at the end of the month pay off the entire balance. So yeah. it's never like an extravagant purchase, but it is enough to keep accruing points. I'm not smart enough or organized enough to bother yeah, to do that, I'm but I need either. to get there because I just no like I said I just can't handle it so I just don't play that game at all because I know I know myself and I was in so much credit card debt that I cannot go back to that yeah that's rough credit and that's, card debt that's is no my good. goal to not have any debt I used to listen to Dave Ramsey you know Dave Ramsey uh, yeah me and him oh yeah, oh, yeah. we had chai tea together everybody the other day. knows Dave Ramsey he's up there with um what's her name Sue the foreman yeah Susie, Susie? Susie Mormon. Susie Orman? Susie Mormon. It's not Mormon. Susan Mormon. Sure. <laughs> it's something. They're both financial gurus. Susie Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> no. They are wrong. both. No, I don't know about Susie Orman, but Div Ramsey is like a Christian dude, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. So he's like, Jesus will provide, spend all your money. Oh, God, okay. no. He oh. doesn't say that. Yeah, I know. I listen to him. I'm not religious anymore, but he ties it to the Bible, which is great. If you're a Christian, he brings out those points in the Bible that they make and talk about finances, which is brilliant. To help you utilize your Christian guilt. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But mostly, like, when they say in the Bible, when they talk about tithing or first harvest goes to the church or whatever they're talking about tithing and tithing literally means tenth so a tenth of your income should go to your church you better be having a really good pancake breakfast on the weekends if i'm giving you one tenth of my money well i'm just saying sure we better have a spaghetti feed and i better not have to pay for it <laughs> they might they can overcook the noodles though you know that right probably god damn it damn it Damn it, God! I do like Dave Ramsey's message, though. I listened to him for a long time, and he his whole point is getting rid of debt 100%. Paying everything down, start with your smallest amount of debt that you have, regardless of how high the interest rate is. You start with your smallest amount of debt. If it's $500 credit card, you pay that off and then cancel the credit card, and then you move on to your next but that money that you were paying every month to pay off the $500, now put that to the next debt in addition to whatever you were paying. So then it's a snowball effect, which is great if you want to get the, all your debt down. That's the one thing I do like about what he says. I'm not a huge Dave Ramsey fan just because he, he's, he's harsh. He yells he's, at folks. He's like, well, I was stupid. Well, like, ah! Not only harsh, but he's very black and white yeah. about things. And it's not always that simple. But um, I do like that he says pay off the smallest mm -hmm. amount first because it sort of gives you that, little, we're making progress. Yeah. Like to see a the zero balance yeah. feels really good to see a zero balance. Really and then you pick up your other one that says 11400 and you go, wah, oh, no. wah. I do like his system because he breaks it up into 
consumer debt and then separates that from your mortgage because that's a different entity. He also talks about like when people call into his show and ask for his advice, he asks the big questions like how much do you make per year? How much debt do you have? Da 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 da. And if that doesn't match up, then we got a problem. And he tells you like, you need to sell three of your cars because there's no reason for you to have a hundred thousand dollars worth of vehicles when you're making 40 grand a year. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That's a big thing that people fall into, too, is thinking, well, my car's only, you know, it's $20,000. That's not so expensive. Yeah, your fucking car payment is probably going to be 450 bucks. Yeah, that's why where I am right now. That's a huge amount. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. My car, is it was $22,000, and yeah. yeah, the payment's like 400 bucks. Yeah. That's a lot. I go back and forth between, like, debt is bad, I shouldn't have this debt, so I shouldn't buy this thing. And woohoo, debt's yeah. the fuck! Best. Yeah, to the other side where it's like, I really want this item. I want it. And, my, I, and I have the money or I will per month. It should be fine. My grandma used to take me school shopping and she was in her 60s, early 60s. And I would say, Grandma, it's too much. It's too expensive because we'd go somewhere like mm -hmm. JCPenney or something. And she'd say, oh, sweetheart, it's all right. I'm old. I'll probably be dead before oh the bill God, comes. Oh, Grandma. And I'd say, Grandma, you're the best. You're ridiculous, and Grandma. we'd buy those jeans. She was great. Oh, my God. She used to dye her uh, cocaine fro orange. Oh. And uh, and then we would call her pumpkin head. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she was cool with that? Yeah. Grandma's awesome. <laughs> she was pretty cool. Aw. I miss her. That's real cute. Yes. Y'all, too cheap for therapy should never be considered a substitute for actual medication or therapy from a licensed professional. All opinions expressed during the show belong to the hosts only. We don't know what we're talking about. We just like to fuck around, and we hope you like to listen. Hey guys, it's Kanice, author of the Willow Song series, featuring my debut novel, The Call from the Willow, now available on Amazon. And coming summer of 2020, the second installment of the Willow Song series, The Calling of Kings. And you're listening to Too Cheap for Therapy. How does money affect you emotionally? Um, Tell me everything! <laughs> I shall! Oh, okay. You know what? I think... No, I don't know what you think. What do you think? <laughs> I think... <laughs> Nothing. Let me tell you what I think. Okay. <laughs> I used to think that having no money was going to make me want to argue with my significant other, but it doesn't. It just puts me back in that state of how I grew up, like, I'm poor now, get into poor mode, and you can't buy anything. It's fine. You'll be fine. Don't yell at people. <laughs> Well, that's a good philosophy. Sure, don't yell at folks. I used to tell people that all the time. They'd say, you know, people, oh, married couples always fighting over money. And I'm like, why would we fight over something we don't have any of? Right, but I think in those situations when couples argue about money, it's because one or maybe both are spending money irresponsibly. Like, I don't know, they're going out gambling. Why do you look at me when you say that? <laughs> well. I just go to the casinos for the buffet. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it's, and I like to smoke indoors. Sure. Okay. Um, oh, like an example would be, um, I knew this couple, the husband and wife were both in the Navy, and they were on, on different ships, so they would be deployed at different times. So they were making the same amount of money. They were making good money for 20-somethings. This was back in the day when CDs were popular, 
every week they would get their paycheck. Neither one of them paid bills when they should have. Like they split them up, they made a budget. Neither one of them followed that budget. The husband would come home with a stack of new CDs. The wife would come home with a stack of new DVDs. And then they'd both be pissed off at each other. You can't do that when you're both doing the same thing. Right. And I think some people have a joint account and it might not be a positive thing because you don't know what the other person is buying. And if we're both buying shit on the same day, Mm -hmm. we're not necessarily communicating that and then we get overdrawn and then that costs money. Or they might have separate accounts and then something happens like that. Like, well, that's my money. You know, nobody's thinking about household money. The way we do it, my husband and I, and we've always done it this way, we each have a savings and a checking. Mm -hmm. They're linked together at the same bank so we can transfer money back and forth. Yeah through, you know, like online makes it really simple. And then we have a joint account and that account is called bill pay. Oh. So we've added up all the bills for the month and we'd go through about every three months and make sure everything is looking the way it's supposed Mm -hmm. to look. And if we've added anything new, we need to add that to the budget. Yeah. And then every week when we get paid, he does every week. I do every couple of weeks because I don't get paid every week (laughs) like Mr. Bougie. I know. Um, We put in there how much we're going to need to cover plus some extra. So over the months, like over the year, we end up building up this little bit of a cushion in the bill pay account. Mm -hmm. So we're never taking it all the way to zero. Yes. And we put as much as we can on auto pay. Very nice. And I love auto pay because... I do too. It is... We are way too... We, I mean humans, people, we are way too fucking busy to like X on the calendar. Like that works for some people. That's oh fine. God. But I we have so many balls go. in the air. I can't go back to that living. Mm. I remember those days when you get the bill in the mail. You ha- Oh, let me pull out my checkbook and balance it and do all this shit. And okay. No, thank you. No, thank Just you. Just take it out. And then when I notice it in my checking account that it is incorrect, I'm going to yell at you. Right. Yeah. I just want to yell. <laughs> Can we just yell? Yeah. But that's the best thing we ever did. And also it gives us a sense of exactly how much not exactly how much but like percentage wise roughly Mm -hmm. how much of our actual money goes to bills and how much goes to other things because he makes more and works more his money primarily pays the mortgage the car payments the big ticket items my money tends more to pay for you know putting gas in my car so I can run the kids around buying the groceries taking care of if somebody is going to a birthday and they need a present that sort of stuff and then also what I piss away right so uh, that's a thing oh my god but that's the thing we have a budget for piss money yes he has one I have one and typically we do it in cash so it's like once your sock drawer has no more cash in it that's the end you gotta quit pissing it away is until it a literal month. sock drawer why you wanna know where I keep my money maybe it's under my mattress oh, oh, oh. keep your hands out from under my mattress <laughs> it is safely ensconced in my home somewhere, buried in the yard in a jar. Oh my god! I don't know how much money I have, but I know how many pounds of money I have. That's what Ron Swanson says. Nice. So, I mean, but all that's like super well and good and great, but it's sort of like when you're listening to a radio program or reading an article about like tips for weight loss. Mm-hmm. You could be reading one about like financial tips. And always I read through those and I'm like, yeah, give it to me. Right. How are we going to do it? How are we going to get this 10 pounds off? And it's all shit that you I don't already do. Know. Yeah, like quit yeah. drinking soda. And I'm like, I don't really drink soda. Quit drinking frappuccinos. I'm like, I don't like sweet coffee. Right. Well, quit eating snack cakes. I'm like, well, I'm not into snack cakes. Well, like all this shit. I'm like, give me something I can use. Really, the thing about weight loss and financial stability, I guess. Is it I'm a huge failure at both? <laughs> yes, that's what I've been trying to tell you. No. Yay! I think with both of them, 
all of us really at this point at this age if you're in my age group we all know what we're supposed to do calories in calories out you'll lose money in less money out right we know what we're supposed to do but we don't listen to it we're like oh there's a sale here's all my money on a credit card oh shit i don't have any money and i don't get paid for two weeks here's the problem Hmm? i don't wanna (laughs) (laughs) okay I just want what I want. Mm-hmm. No, I have been thinking about that, especially in lieu of the uh, the new year we yeah. have coming. I've been thinking about, I really need to quit treating myself like a delicate little fragile flower. I'm mm. not. Like, just because I don't want to do it, you know what? Shut up and do it. What are you trying to do? Anything. <laughs> like, not spend all my money on Amazon on bullshit. Right. Or not order clothes from Old Navy when I clearly have a whole fucking closet full of clothes. Or, um, listen to our minimalism episode. Okay. Just do it. Okay. 2020, do it. Okay, just shut up and do it. That's, That's right. my motto for 2020. Shut up just and sh- do it. Shut your fucking yap and do the fucking thing. Because you know it's going to be good for you. I know. You and don't need any more pants. I got rid of my Prime membership, and I've noticed when I need something, I'll look on Amazon like, uh, it's not the waiting that bothers me. It's that I have to pay shipping. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to go to a real store. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, my God. If, I don't know if I can convince my girl, husband to do that. Though. And if you don't want that thing, you won't go get it at a real store. Oh, it, I, it's not worth it. I am all about using my own innate laziness to help me with things. It'll like, help. If I go to bed and lay down when I'm hungry, there's no fucking way I'm getting up to eat. And if I do, I'm really hungry. That works. Yeah. It's Or if you, like, don't keep snack food in the house. Yeah. I ain't going anywhere. Right. I need to delete Uber Eats off my... Oh, yes. Oh, that's oh, another no. thing that helped when we moved to the very... To bumfuck nowhere. Yeah, no one delivers. Not even fucking Domino's. So, so what we recommend financially is that you all uh, move out to a tiny shanty cabin in the woods and plan how to blow up government buildings or, you know... Shh, don't tell them that. You don't have to plan that. It was just an example. You could also oh plan God. your financial future, yeah, you know? You could count right. all your monies. That's absolutely Spend right. Spend a bunch of time counting because that's good for your brains. There's an app that I use that's really helpful. It's called Capital. It's Q-A-P-I-T-A-L. I'll put it in the show notes. Quapital? Yes, Quapital. Hmm, I like it. It's, <laughs> Rolls it, right off your tongue. <laughs> sure. It basically is a savings account, but... Is it like it skims off the top of purchases right. and sort of deposits into an well, account that you have to if work you to tell access? It, if you tell it to do that, like okay. you have different options... You can say, hey, I want to save $10 a month for this thing. I want to save $5 a week for this one. I want to save $100 a day for this one. So it's kind of like having one of those banks with, like, different compartments. You can be like, this is my Disneyland right. money, and this is my buying you a birthday You can label it, money. and you can have it as, like, just put all the money in there. There's no cap. Or if you have a goal, like for Christmas, I have $1,200 as my goal, and then it'll, like, put $20 a week in there starting whenever. Or... If you don't want to do that way, you can set it as a fitness goal and connect it to one of your fitness apps. If I walk X amount of steps, put $100 in there. Or if you... Can I set it up that if I walk 100 steps, it can take a dollar from you and put it in mine? (laughs) Maybe. Okay, when I can do it that way, I'll download your capital. It also has a deterrent mode. Say in 2020, you want to stop going to Starbucks. Spend less money at Starbucks. Sure. You tell Capital, every time I use my debit card and spend money at Starbucks... I get an electric shock. (laughs) Not yet. Oh. Take 
X amount of dollars and put it into this savings account for a trip or something. So, so it's you're punishing you. It's going to cost way more than just yes. your coffee, which Starbucks already costs like $16 a cup. Yes. So then hopefully that habit's like, oh shit, this is a punishment because it's taking my money and putting it towards some shit I don't want to pay for, like by tabs. Fuck tabs. So you're at the end of the year, you'd be like, I quit Starbucks. I did all this great stuff, but I don't have money for my tabs. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, great. I'll tell uh, tell the government. So that. I have some for. I ha- I actually have one for my tabs. Okay. It saves like. Oh, uh, excuse me. Tabs are fucking yeah, expensive. So they really yeah. are. It takes out five dollars a week or something. It's not noticeable, really, which is great. I have one for my tabs. I have one for vacations. I have one for the property upkeep. Just if I need to purchase something for the property. Yeti deterrent spray. Yes. Spray Get that on Yeti your spray. trash can. Yeah. That that's costs. a really it adds good up. That's a good tip too, because we also have something, it's not an app, but sort of similar. We have an account that exists outside of our bank mm-hmm. at a different bank. It's at a credit union. It's quite a process to get into it to get money out. Of course we can. Okay. But it's can you? It's not just a click of a button like it is to ch- exchange money between our accounts oh, in the same bank. So it's you a have to more... make a call and uh, then you have to call this one and say you're going to be expecting it. And it's it's a big to do, yeah. which is the deterrent is uh, me using my laziness against my own self yeah. because we don't want to go through that unless we actually need right. to. So that's something we're going to actually sit down and talk about and decide whether or not it's worth even bothering. Yeah. Um, and that money is also automatically deducted every month yeah. and goes straight into that account. So we always have a nice savings cushion for if, say, you know, if my husband was laid off for a long period of time mm-hmm. or if I was injured because I'm an independent contractor. Right. So, of course... No one's going to pay me if I don't go to work. That's right. You ain't getting paid. However, I do want to add a little disclaimer to this. Uh Uh-oh. To this whole episode, basically. Okay, here's the disclaimer. I know a lot of people who listen to things about finance, who read about finance, don't have a lot of money. Mm Mm-hmm. And I get that it sounds kind of shitty to be like, well, I just I just have a separate dedicated account and I just put some money in there every day. And then I just have a bowl at home that I fill with money. And then I just eat money at night when I'm hungry. What? And uh, you don't have to be swimming in money to be utilizing stuff like this. Yeah. Like, even if it's just Five dollars, you know, if it's five dollars a week. There was a time when I worked at Starbucks. Oh, speaking of the devil. During collage. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I was making garbage money and I was working limited hours because I was going to school. Yeah. And everybody was telling me, oh my God, Starbucks, you work at Starbucks? You should do their stock program because they would, you could buy Starbucks oh, stock, stock yeah. at a reduced rate because you were a partner. Ooh. They called us partners. That's nice. And I like to say, like, howdy, partner. That's but great. they didn't mean it like that. Uh, and that's what I said. That's great. That's but I needed all that money, that yes. little meager amount of money, just to fucking live. Right. So I didn't ever buy any stock because mm. I wasn't... I We had this whole sort of group of people who worked at Starbucks. It was... A group was college kids, high school kids, and B group was, like, bored moms. Oh. So I think it was more appealing to them because they were doing what I'm doing now, which is awesome to have extra money. Let's save it. Let's use it to buy the groceries and and stuff. And thinking about the future. And thinking about the future. But I didn't have the luxury of doing that at the time. Right. And so I totally get it if you don't have the luxury of doing this. But 
it's good to know so that when you do, because mm-hmm. we're all hopeful that in the grace of the Lord, <laughs> that we're all going to end up with enough money to live, right? Yeah. So Hopefully when you do... In this upcoming election, we'll all have enough money to live. God, that would be nice. And also to not die. And a little health insurance, please. And a little health and Just a touch, just a dabble. Jeez. Just a little sprinkle of health insurance. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. I was just talking to your husband about this in your house. Yeah, did I tell you guys that I got home and Marianne had usurped my position as wife? I was doing laundry and vacuuming, talking to her husband. And he, he answered the door and just said... <laughs> come in and and take control of my life it's fine anyway he and i were talking about insurance and how i have none and that's really shitty did he offer to put you on ours he does that with everybody that sounds great he's like can you can jerry that yeah well i don't know um it's 2019 maybe we can shove your name on there i'm your child now if we legally adopt you i'm your dependent perhaps i have car insurance everyone should great And sometimes I think if I get into a car accident that well exceeds the amount of money that my insurance will pay out and the other people's insurance are willing to pay without going to court. not that difficult. No. Because cars and everything is horribly expensive. I will be bankrupt. That will bankrupt me. Plus, I'll have injuries, I'm sure, if I'm in a horrible car accident, if I live. I thought you were going to go the other way and say, because I have decent car insurance, the next time I'm really sick, I'm going <laughs> to crash my car, and then your insurance comes. Oh, my God, pro tip, right? No. I don't think that'll work, and don't do that. Oh, here's a pro tip, though. If you don't have insurance, like moi, and you're ill or you might need to go to the real hospital, call the ambulance and say that you do not want to be taken by ambulance to the hospital, but that you'd like to be checked up in the ambulance. Decline the transport. Right, but they'll check you out for free. And then you're like, you know what? I'm okay. I don't need to go to the hospital. You don't have to pay nobody for nothing. Shit, that's like a house call. I'm going to start doing that. There you go. Nobody, Nobody's hurt, but we need immunizations. <laughs> no, Bring the MMR. My that, kids are sick. That won't work. That won't work. Damn it. God. You have to be ill. Well, I like that we're, you know, we're talking around it, though. We but might get so somewhere. But it's so sad that we have to, like, come up with these jerry-rigged schemes because, well, we ain't got no insurance. Mm-hmm. You know what How the saddest, <laughs> the saddest thing about it to me is all the Uber drivers. Oh, I know. The Uber drivers are being turned into EMTs, yeah. and they don't fucking appreciate it. They have to drive bloody people to the hospital. Well, what else are you supposed to do when the ambulance costs five grand just to get you somewhere. I don't want a bill. When I was a kid, I knew the ambulance cost $800. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how I knew that, and I probably shouldn't have known that, but I did. And did I ever take an ambulance ride? Absolutely fucking not. those were your priorities. Right. Or rather, your parents' priorities. Right. I get it. Yeah, I do too. I have good insurance through my husband's job, and my children are covered, but it still costs us a lot of money. It costs us a lot to pay the premium every month, Mm -hmm. and it costs us quite a lot to go and be seen for things until we reach our deductible. Right. It just seems like they're just gouging. They are, and that's why I'm hoping for this next election that either Bernie or Warren will win because they're the only two people who are talking about Medicare for all. And I'm on board. I think Yang is too. Is he? I think so, but... I saw someone driving around with an Aveo or something a few days ago who had a Yang 2020 sticker. Well, let's be fucking real. He ain't getting nominated. Well, you never know. I do know. I'd be happy with anybody except Trump or Biden. Yeah, no shit. Sorry, Biden. No, same, same, same. (laughs) He's in the pocket. Um, He ain't a real Democrat. No, he's really not. He's a corporate Democrat. No, he's a lizard person. I said it. 
What you want, Biden? Oh, Biden, we're coming for you. <laughs> yeah. But that that just makes it even more important that you budget. Not even just like, oh, I'm going to make a budget. You have to follow it. If you don't have any money and like me and you don't have insurance like me, you have to make a budget and follow it. That's true. That's important. Please do it. Yeah. At least look at your spending habits. But you also have to give yourself something, right? Like, you can't just be militant about it and just say, all my money goes to paying off my debt, and I only eat ramen, and that's it. Because you're going you're gonna to be so depressed right. and sad. You have to allow yourself, like, if there's an event, it's okay to go right. and spend $7 on a drink. Right. Just don't do it every fucking day. Exactly. Don't do it 10 times in that one night. Right. But that yeah. adds up, and that's another point that Dave Ramsey would make, saying like, okay, what? Saying like Marianne and Corrine, when you go get your hair cut, <laughs> don't also go to lunch at a fancy restaurant and spend $100, and then Maybe. also go get tattoos. Maybe. That happened to a friend of mine. Yeah. Woo! And she's friend crazy. Of mine, I know, right? Just look at your spending habits. Just like when people talk about your eating habits, okay, I'm going to cut out soda, that will help with a little bit of the weight loss, I'm going to cut out carbs, or whatever. Look at your spending. Are you going to Starbucks every day? Are you spending $8 on a drink every day? I know I was spending like $8 on something every day. So I, just today, I stopped. So hopefully it'll continue in 2020 and I'll keep that $8 a day in my pocket. And you look at it and you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, am I a fat fuck financially? <laughs> That's right. You have to come to terms with your fat financialness. And then you have to shut up and do it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Have you written a book and always wanted to publish it? Don't know where to start or who to contact? No problem, friend. You should contact Square Penny Publishing. My friend Kenise Marshall published her book with Square Penny, and you should too. They'll help you publish, print, and digitize your book so it'll get into the hands of your readers. Search Square Penny Publishing on the internets and like them on Facebook today or tomorrow or whenever you get around to it. Did you ever stop to think you had what it takes to take those visions and images you've been thinking of day in and day out and finally put them to paper, finally release them into the world? Well, friend, stop and look no further because the tools and resources you need are available. Join Kenise Marshall and Tiffany Thompson on Writerish, a weekly podcast where we discuss the ins and outs of writing for aspiring writers. This is Kareen and Marianne, and we want to take a moment to tell you how much we appreciate your contribution on Patreon. It's with your support that we can give you our classic banter, our dick talk, our pseudo advice, and other hilarious anecdotes. So if you'd like to help support our podcast and get exclusive content, go to patreon.com slash too cheap for therapy and give us a dollar or two. What about retirement? What you guys got? Oh, fuck retirement. I'm going to kill myself. What? <laughs> no, girl. You got to stay alive for those children. You got yeah. A, what you got? 401k? Uh, I do. Do I contribute to it? I don't want to talk about it. What do you listeners have? Do you have a 401k? Do you have an IRA? Do you have a Roth? What do you have? Because you need to figure this out. 
because you're only getting older every day. You're going to get older tomorrow. That's right. One day older. Mm. And then what's going to happen? One day saggier. That's right. <laughs> 65 going to sneak up on you, and then you're going to be like, oh, no, I only got two cents. Bam! You're dead. <laughs> you're not dead. <laughs> then you have to live on, like... Social Security. You do you see those older people who retire, quote unquote, retire, and they're living off of Social Security retirement. Mostly, I see them going back to work I or know, working under the table or something, having their children supplement their lives, which is, you know, not right. fair to it's your children. Really not. Yeah, that's a tough it one. Sucks because Social Security. You. That's not a lot of money no. at all. Okay. Let me tell you how Social Security does this. So in your working career, Social Security looks at the top 20 years that you had the highest paying. Your best years, your, your, best, your, your winning best, years. Yes, your best 20 years. They take that, they add it together, they divide it by 20. That's the secret number that you get, your magic number. Ooh, my magic number is four. That's right, so if you're making you get four. Let's just use this for an example. If you make four dollars a year oh my God, for awful. twenty years, no. you got eighty dollars to spend. Go blow it. Do it. Oh Go God, to the casino. Awful. I mean, if you're making like two hundred grand a year for twenty years, you're gonna get a pretty sweet retirement. Maybe not to the lifestyle that you like currently. But if you're making two hundred grand a year, you're also putting away for yes, retirement. You better so. be, or you're blowing it on coke or something. What are you doing with that? I put all my money in a big bowl, and the bowl says drugs. And oh then when I retire, I'm just gonna use it to buy drugs. That works. Like uh, you know, Celexa and stuff like that. Right on. Oh, what does Celexa do? Is that a boner pill? Maybe. I don't know. I'll look it up. All While right. you're doing that, another pro tip. Everybody, right now, pause. Pause this podcast. We know you love it, but you got to stop listening right now. Go Shut to, up and do it. <laughs> go to the internets. Go to socialsecurity.gov. Let me try that again. I was going to say .com. Don't go there. <laughs> Socialsecurity.edu. <laughs> that would be better than .com. Yeah, probably. Go to socialsecurity.gov, and on their page, you will see something that says My SSA. Set up an account. The My, My Social Security. Yeah. The My Social Security account basically is all the information that you need to know about your working years. I set one up. It's great. It says, hey, if you were to retire at this age, you'll get this amount of money per month. If you work until you're 70, you'll get this amount of money, which is great. I'm working until I'm 80. Super. I'm going to work till I'm 146. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to live forever. Yeah. But. No, I'm going to live to 147. <laughs> he was one day away from retirement. <laughs> If you set that up, check it out, see all your numbers, that'll give you a good idea of what, what you're starting with at this point when you have that knowledge. Also, another pro tip, if you set up that account, you can always chat with a Social Security representative, you know, in those little chat boxes. Instead I do of, know. Instead of actually calling the 800 number and waiting online for an hour, you can chat with them instantly. People are just waiting. They're just sitting there waiting on you, doing really nothing are. for nobody. Call them. But not call them. Peace. Chat, chat with them. Yeah. Chat on there with them. Just chat. Yeah, because that's, I think, something that deters people, too, is that you know if you call Social Security, you're going to literally sit on the fucking phone on hold yeah. all day. But did you know if you call, oftentimes, there's an option that you can push that will have them call you back. Oh. And they'll let you know an approximate, I think they let you know approximately it's how long it will be. It's the Social Security help desk. Yeah. But they'll call you back. Yes. Mm -hmm. like and it's that. terrific because... Please, yes, call me. Do it. So for retirement, I have a Roth IRA, 
and then I have a 401k. Ooh, look at you, fancy. I know, right? It ain't got no money in there. <laughs> they are both empty, <laughs> and I love to have them. But a lot of people get confused about what's the difference between the two of them. So with a traditional 401k or traditional retirement fund, you put money in pre-tax, and then once you become retirement age, you can withdraw that money, but you have to pay taxes on that, the amount that you're withdrawing per year. With an IRA, mine is a Roth, with an IRA, you put money in after tax. Like you get your check, taxes have already been deducted, you take your own money and you put it in there. But once it builds and you are retirement age, you can take that money out and there's no taxes on it because you've already paid the taxes when you were 20. So it's not like, oh, I have all this money, yay, wah, wah, we're taking like 30% of it. Right. So that's why I put more money in my Roth IRA, because if I put, I think the limit is $6,000 per year for um, a single person. If I put that max amount of money in there every year, yes, I'm paying the taxes on that six grand per year from my check, but when I'm 70... 75 and I'm retired, I'll have a trillion dollars that I don't have to pay taxes on. I like the sound of a trillion dollars. (laughs) I wish it was a trillion. But anyway, you don't have to pay taxes on the growth if it's an IRA, which is wonderful. So go that route if you're unsure. Talk to a financial advisor. Get yourself a financial panther. Wow! Financial panther. Yeah. They help you plan your finances. I love it. Yeah. It's good stuff. Did you find it? I'm making my account, ma'am. Oh, your my social security? Account? Yes. I love it. I want to see what my shit is. Do it. Another thing that you should also have in mind is a rainy day fund or an emergency fund. Do you have sure. one of those? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. I do as well. It doesn't have a lot of money in it, so hopefully they're not big emergencies. <laughs> yes. My emergency better not exceed $14. No. But it did help me in the past, like when my house flooded a bit you know the carpet's really wet i gotta pay someone to take that out and put something down whatever the rainy day fund was there and it was good it helped good yes rainy day fund and you actually used it for an issue surrounding rain correct that is so ironic that's very true oh my god does it have to be rain no okay (laughs) can it be for like a a rehabby day sure sure Oh, my God. Oh, dear. Yeah, there are some taboos around talking about money. Talking about money, yeah. I don't understand that. Where did that come from? Was it not talking, like, bragging about how much you make or something back in the day? Where did that come from? I think... Okay, so I kind of understand it in a sense because nobody wants anybody to look at them differently, right? Whether or not you make more than everybody else, less than everybody else, less than they think you should be making, Mm. more than they think you should be making. But what's happened is it's become such a taboo and such a secret that employers are able to yes. rip people off because Pit, none of us know how much they, us, right? yeah nobody knows how much anybody else makes and i don't play that game anymore no. i ask my coworkers, how much you get per hour and i say what's your pin number for your bank account <laughs> give me your credit card i need your money that's right no i talk about it at work especially like i want to know how much they're making i've been on either end where they're making more than me and I have more experience and I'm like hold on wait a minute I need to go talk to my manager you're fine you're doing great you're killing it I need to make more money as well because that's unfair in the workplace and then on the other end one of my coworkers is making less than me and they have more experience than me I tell them honey you better go in that office and ask for a raise 
because they're taking advantage of you. The funny thing is, employers do not like that. Of course they don't. Imagine I, that. I got a few emails saying, stop that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I but I disregarded those emails. Read your contract if you want to do that, because oftentimes it'll say something like, you cannot talk about things like that in the workplace during work hours. But that's illegal. The federal government says I can. Yeah, but your company supersedes that, just like the federal How does government. My company supersedes because my the government? federal government can say it's fine. Everybody can smoke crack, but if you smoke crack and your employer says no oh. and they drug test you, you fired. Well, and then you're high on crack. I ain't fired yet. I on crack and fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's the story of my life. There you go. Yeah. Hi, my name's Jeff Richardson. I'm a fan of this program you're listening to, and I'm also a podcaster myself. I do several, but one that I really think you might enjoy, it's called Everything is Awesome. It's me and a friend cover of Neon Genesis Evangelion. I also do really cool interviews with other artists and podcasters, stand-up comedians. Come on over, check it out. Everything is awesome. Find us on Facebook. And uh, on Twitter at EIA Podcast. Hey guys, it's Kanice, author of the Willow Song series, featuring my debut novel, The Call from the Willow, now available on Amazon. And coming summer of 2020, the second installment of the Willow Song series, The Calling of Kings. And you're listening to Too Cheap for Therapy. Do you have any financial stressors? I mean, I got kids. <laughs> <laughs> How much money do you think each kid costs you per year? I don't feel like it's as much as they say. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like it'll say, on average, you'll spend $110,000 raising kids or something. I don't in, feel in like... 18 years? I think so. Uh-huh. Or in 18 months. Depending ah! on if ah! your babies ah! eat diamonds. Oh, my God. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Diamond-eating baby out of here. Now they need orthodontic work. <laughs> no, so... They say it's a lot. It probably is a lot. It doesn't feel like that much to me. Well, I mean, me as the outsider, I can see you have to feed them. You have to clothe them. Oh, they want to eat almost every day. Oh, I know. And three times a day. Mm, Nearly every day. And then the teenagers want to eat more. But then they, they're constantly growing, so you have to buy more clothes for them. They want presents on Christmas and their birthday. Yeah. You see? It adds up. They want presents all the time. What kids have you been talking to? You got to pay for extra gas to go pick them up and drop them off. What is the point of having children? I think it used to be so that if a lot of them died, you still had some to work on the farm. That's true. And that's what it is for you us. You don't have a point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Listen, my retirement plan is to open a snake farm. Oh, my God. And I Fill think, it with children? No, fill it with snakes, dummy. <laughs> then why do you have children and not snakes? To tend the snakes! Oh, I see. Oh, my God. I got to paint a fucking picture for oh you. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, so that's good. Okay. Um, they're expensive, and I like having them. I'm but glad you'll keep them. I, yes, I, I, you <laughs> kids can stay. I just, it took me 13 years to decide, but you're welcome to stay. I think that... It's very, very sad that there are a lot of people out there now, like millennials, who don't feel like they'll ever have the opportunity to have children. I know that things are shifting towards more people saying, I don't feel obligated to have children. Mm -hmm. It's not my job to have children, which is absolutely true. But biologically and emotionally speaking, there's still a large amount of people who 
feel the urge to have a family. And a lot of people are not getting that opportunity because of, you know, living below the poverty line or living okay but feeling like if I added another human to this, all of a sudden I would not be okay. Um, So that really makes me sad, and I'm glad that I got the opportunity to do it, but I wish that it was more, I don't know, I just wish everybody who wanted to would be able to. It's crazy, like that generational difference of back in the 50s. Only one, well, the, the husband would go outside of the house and work, bring back, you know, a comfortable income. Wife stayed at home, had two or three kids. They got a car, maybe two. Perfect. Go on vacation every year. I know. And it's, you didn't even have to, like, go get a degree to no. do that. You could just start out in the mailroom right. and then work your way up to be the CEO. Exactly. And you can't do that now. Yeah, not so much now. No pulling yourself up by the bootstraps because the shit is piled up against you. You can't do it. Right. I'm going to retire now. You can't. <laughs> the government won't let I you. I can do what I want. Yeah, that's good times. Yeah, but... I mean, with that generation, compared to people who were retirement age in the 1950s, compared to people who are of retirement age now, Mm -hmm. these people are struggling nowadays. Oh, yeah. They're going back to Walmart, being greeters. They can't live off of only Social Security, and there are no more pension jobs. And even if you did have a pension when you retired, Sears is fucking closed and taking your pension away. Yeah. One thing I can say is um, if you are in the market right now and trying to figure out what you want to do. Come work for us. Come work in Tesla Studios? (laughs) I don't know. I do need someone to go get me more tea. (laughs) Manuel! You can edit stuff. More tea. Sure. Um, No, but think seriously about the trades. For real, for real. As the push goes all towards automation and tech and everybody Mm -hmm. wants to be a computer science engineer, there's not enough people to do the physical work. Right. So if you like physical work, if and and it doesn't have to be your fucking dream either. This is another thing I want to tell people. Do what you love and the money will follow. It won't. No, baby, you're going to live in a dumpster. (laughs) That's a lie. It is a lie. You'll be living in a a studio apartment, living your dream, I guess. Right. What you do (laughs) need to do is find something you can deal with doing long term and then use the extra time and money you have for making a decent fucking living Mm-hmm. And do what you want with it. Hobbies. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You do shit on the weekends. You'll have vacation time. And I'm not saying nobody will get a job they love. I love my job, mm-hmm. but it's we're few and far between. Yeah. I mean, most people do not get excited to go to work every day. This is true. So, um, yeah, you just really need to, like... Find a job you don't hate. Right. That you can do yes. for 30 years. Don't let it kill your soul, <laughs> right. but do let it pay your fucking bills. Right. So, yeah. Or, cause, or at least find a job that you don't mind for now. Do it for X amount of years to save up a good amount of money for whatever that dream is so that you can live comfortably while doing your dream. Or, yeah, you can work, you know, you could work for 10 years in a field that you're not totally crazy about, but it supports you well. And then you could, you know, take six months or nine months off and get a certification in something you actually want to do. Or you can do something on the side. Like, everybody's doing the side hustle. Everybody's working online or taking commissions or whatever. Do that. But don't die in a hole because you want to be an artist. So does everybody. I'm going to be an animator at Pixar. Are you Korean? Because if you are, maybe. But... They send, Pixar sends all their animation oh, work overseas, all of it. They do? Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. So if you're like, oh, I want to work for the greats, like, no, baby. No, you're going to work not. at Arby's. Oh. Yeah. Arby's ain't so bad. Well, I mean, I love Arby's. Mm. I'm so hungry I could eat at Arby's. They've got the meat. Oh, I don't like their meat, though. What? 
Yeah, How did you get there? Why was I so shocked? But what? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, I love their milkshakes, not the coffee flavored one. I don't care for that. Okay. But I love the chocolate one, mm. and uh, they got some delicious turnovers. Oh Basically, God. just dessert. Good lord. You want me to Uber Eats us some Arby's? Sure. No. Arby's Eats. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what some millennials are doing nowadays? Hmm. They are not doing the traditional work scene at all. Okay. They are not going to a job, staying there for 30, 40 fucking years, and retiring. They're not doing that shit. Great. They're sprinkling their retirement throughout their lifetime. So they'll work somewhere, maybe, I don't know, Google. Sure. Not at a higher level, but... Uh, entry level, yeah. make some money, get some uh, vacation hours. Volunteer for some medical testing. Great, do all that stuff. Got it. And then they leave. And then they travel with that money. Once that money's depleted, they go back to another job, work there for two years or so. They just keep doing it again and again because they want to see the world instead of being 75, finally retiring, traveling the world, and then you're dead. I have known some people who have worked really hard, like maximized their hours at a decent paying job for several years, and then taken a year off and, and they will go and live somewhere with mm. a very low cost of living. Yeah. Like Russia at one point I knew someone oh, who went really? and lived for like months in wow. Russia because it was so incredibly cheap to live there that he could live like a king. Wow. But then when money runs out, you've got to come home and right. work again. Right. Yeah. Or you could, I mean, you could probably just sleep outside. Russia's not cold, is it? <laughs> no, not I at all. I think it's temperate. Sure. It's fine. Tropical. It's in, good. Yeah. Yeah. I do see the allure of using your time to travel while you're young enough to yes. enjoy traveling because I, I think everybody pictures themselves as old and, and still able to do all the things you're doing now. I and definitely won't be. No, I'm going to be old and infirm and broken. and So am I. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be bad. Yeah. That's all right. I'll have a body on the island. Oh, God. Ooh. You can afford a body on the island? Give me your kidneys. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Well, that's what I'm going to use my retirement you gotta for. you got to save up for that. I know. <laughs> Do we have other tips and tricks for folks? Mm. Things to do, things to avoid. Hmm. Don't get into too much credit card debt. Yeah, be really careful with those. Not your friend. No. And the other thing is, I mean, I do this all the time, not with credit cards, but with real, actual money, not fake money. Yeah. I get all excited to buy something, and then when I get it, yeah, it's not that exciting. Listen to our minimalism episode. Listen to the minimalism episode. I'm talking to you, Corinne. <gasps> Listen to it. Never. <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts. I think they're garbage. Oh my God. So do that. Know your worth, too. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people who are independent contractors, because mm -hmm. that's my gig. And I know a lot of people are really weird about doing things like raising their rates. Yeah. And no. I'll, I'll find out that they're charging this extremely low rate. I'm like, baby, why are you doing that? Not, like, only well, are you, yeah, not only are you not making enough money to support your family, but you're undercutting everybody else in your industry. Right, because then... Then we hate you. Yeah, we, we your family hates you. We hate you. <laughs> everybody hates you. You're poor. <laughs> Get out. No, um, it oh just... it God. Don't undervalue yourself, because what's the worst thing that could happen? They could say, no, we're not paying that. But if you're open about how much you make, mm -hmm. like we like to be yes please. and you're willing to have that conversation with your peers talk about it more how have, much you make have a frank conversation and yes. then you can decide maybe i'm charging much much less than everybody else right. and that's not a good thing i like to go the other route and charge much much more than everyone $10, else thousand dollars an hour <laughs> i don't get out of bed for less than five hundred dollars an hour <laughs> and then i'm not gonna work very hard that works. so save your money yeah 
save your months, but also enjoy your money too. True. But definitely have an emergency fund now. And with the emergency fund, you need at least three to six months of your take-home pay just to be on the safe side. At least three months, please, people. Because you think, oh, wow, that's a lot of money. Yes, it is. And when that accident or that emergency comes up and your car's on fire, then you'll have some money. Yeah, you, you can, you can not on fire. smother the fire with cash money. Yes, cash money does mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, and we do that. And then if there's extra after that, we hit that three-month period, we always have an argument about it. Are we going to, what I like to do is take that extra and use it to pay down bills, debt. And my husband feels like there can never be enough in the extra account. Oh. And um, so that's a little conflict we oh, have about money. We never fought about money until we had money. Oh, well, there you go. Most people fight because they don't have money. Well, I mean, you don't fight over what to cook for dinner if there ain't nothing in the fridge. That's true. You want to cook nothing, you want to cook nothing. (laughs) I don't know, I want to fight about it. I'm just happy I don't have to cook. Oh, my God. That's a great point. Yes, ma'am. All right. All right. Y'all take care of yourselves. Yes, please do. Financially... And I always try to think, I'm saving this money now for old Marianne because she's not going to know what she's doing. She's going to be delirious and have dementia I need to make sure that she's not going to be booted out of the nursing home. I like to say, fuck old Kareem. Put it all over it. <laughs> no. We ha- it's okay. Tomato, tomato. We no. have different philosophies. Okay, sure. It's okay. <laughs> I'll be old and infirm knocking on your door. Marianne, you remember me? I need your money. <laughs> and I'll be like, ooh. I'm on fire. Put it out with money. You won't remember me? No. Dementia. I won't remember you either. We'll be we'll be in the same house, though, just, like, knocking stuff Hi, over. Hi, new friend. <laughs> hey. That sounds great. Oh, we could be new friends every day. Oh, that's sweet. And talk about the same stuff every day. We already do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Shall we do a sign-off? Uh, sure. I All love right. it. Put some money in your emergency fund. And put some money in my underwear. What? I don't know. Okay. It's like a, I don't know, you put in your underwear. Just a private joke between you and the listeners? Between me and my stripper patrons. No. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay, have a day, y'all. We're so cheap, so cheap. Too cheap for therapy. We're cheap, we're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap Won't pay for therapy I say we're cheap, we're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap We do our own damn therapy We're cheap We're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap Come get your therapy for free Hey